This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. There's a team that we all love, playing out of first in town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up, for fail. 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 Welcome. The Ale and Vale, Port Vale Nil podcast. And it wasn't Port Vale Nil and goals today, but it was still Nil points. It's Saturday, the 28th of October. It's five to nine at night. So it is the day of the match. So emotion is still running high. I've tried calm down, but I think it's going to be a very dejected podcast. And I use the word dejected to try and not overuse the word dog shit, which will be used numerous times during this podcast. So if you want a dog shit for his own, please turn off now. If you want a happy clapping podcast, please turn off now. What you will get is a podcast from three fans, and that's what we are. We're fans. We're not employed by the club. We're not past club. We're fans. So it will be a fan's view. And it might be some stuff that people don't want to hear, but we're going to be saying it as we think it. That was fucking dreadful today, Johnny. Yeah, it was. Just just before we touch on, on the game, because I think there's... There's two there's two things I want to talk about before we get into that side of it. Firstly, I want to start with the only positive of the day, and that was the George Andrews video that Vale played beforehand. Yeah, lovely. Oh, that was amazing touch, and like I saw fans that remember the commentary games and stuff, and the games like sat and like just in awe. And I've, I don't think I've ever seen. Obviously, it's the first time our big screen's been used for anything really like that sort of thing. But I don't think I've ever seen so many people just stop what they're doing and just stare at it. And I thought it was a touching tribute and like there's hours and there's probably weeks of footage of George Andrews doing bits and bobs, isn't there? But like, I think, I think they picked some real, real good choices there and it. Yeah. It and was... on the last pod, I spoke about the one where Aspin picked the ball up on the halfway line and beat four men. That was within the video. Yeah, well, they've, they've, they've actually tweeted the video out as well for anyone that wasn't there and, or hasn't seen it and stuff like that. So right, I, think I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really worth a watch. And 
it was a real it was a real nice touch to to George. Yeah. Uh, because everyone knows how much he meant to local football. So it's it, it's one of it's one of them things for me that it was it was just yeah it was, it was the real highlight of the day. Um, yeah, yeah, it was seeing his life celebrated and some of his work and just seeing how the fans came together so quickly. And then my other point that I just want to make is obviously we talk a lot about mental health on the pod, don't we? And we obviously we, we talk about how football's used as an escape for it. And I just want to reiterate that the messages are open on a day like today because there's you'll be the first to admit that sometimes the highs get too high when we're talking about European tours and the lows get really low. Yeah. And I think we, I, I know I use football as an escape as 90 minutes to get away from, shall we say reality and inverted. Um, and it's just, it's just them sort of things. It's like, it's, it's really, it's really positive to remember that even on the bad days that there's, there's people there that are willing to speak to you and just drop us a message if you need anything. Yeah, no, that's fair. And the other positive, the amount of rain we've had, the pitch is holding up. It's just a shame about the standard of football being played on it. Yeah, that, that's the, the, pitch, the pitch is looking really good, which is, again, like you say, a positive. Um, just, yeah, we, we just decided we didn't want to use the pitch today. I don't know why. No, I don't. And on the George Andrews video, um, I mentioned on the last pod that there was a competition from avtiming.com for anyone that entered the Maybury Alf. I won it as there was only me that entered and put the code in. If there was anyone else, I would have said give the ticket to someone else. So I went in the box with AB timing. So thank you to Andy. Um, great day apart from the football. Um, they might be having a word with you about my behaviour in there, but I am. Um, yeah, so thank you to Andy. And we'll get on to AB timing later when we talk about Mansfield. But now on to the game. Um, dog shit. Let's have another one. Absolute fucking dog shit. Andy, you're with us. How did it look from the ammo? Um, it didn't get any better, put it that way. Um, oh, dear. Uh, where do you start on a day like today? Um, I think the only consolation is, I mean, I, you get a bit older and you, I don't know, you, football's your escape, as Johnny says. But after a while, it's like, it's this, all the other stuff that goes around match day, you know, you you see mates who you don't get to see very often, maybe once a fortnight, you get into a routine, you go to the pubs, you see faces, uh, you have a bit of a natter. And and that was probably the highlight of the day for me. Um, so you, you've got to, it is what it is. You, 10 years ago, I would have been really angry about a day like today. Today, I just feel let down. I think I've been around the sun too many times. I've seen it happen before. And it's just, it's just fail. Yeah, and I'm a bit, if we'd have recorded this at five o'clock, I would have been absolutely fucking seething. Now I'm just seething, not absolutely fucking seething, but I'm still on the edge. Um, where do you even start, Johnny? Where's Crosby at the moment? And obviously, a fish, I do not expect the club to sack him. He's lost me now. I am now in the Crosby out camp. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Do you know I said on I said I said on the preview didn't I, that this game was the most important of the three games for me, and I stand by it. I think now we've got two games where <laughs> if he goes and wins wins them two, what what does it potentially mean? Because we still haven't 
picked up points probably mean there is a miracle worker because I can't, I can't, I can't see us winning another game of football based on today. There's literally zero positives to take out of it. Whereas all the other games, we've had positives to take out of them, even the Barnsley game. Do you know what I mean? Like, but a good, te- a good team would have put 10 past us today, easily. Yeah. And I'm with you, and that's why I'm in the Crosby out camp, because I honestly cannot see where the next winner's coming from. And this is the first time I've felt like that. And it's not just because we've lost one game of football. Let's not forget, we've got two points out the last, is it 24 available now? Yeah, around that instant, we scored one, one goal. We scored one goal in six games. And for anyone that was counting like me, it went past the nine-hour mark before that goal came. And I'll be honest, I don't think we looked like scoring any other time today. And that's against a team that's bottom of the league, had won one game this season. They were on five points, conceding the most goals in the league. And I'll be honest, they deserved the three points today. They were the better side than us. And I don't think they've got better players than us. And I'm going to ask you both a question now. And I, For now, don't go into elaborate. I want a yes or no from you both. And that's all I want at this point. Johnny, do you believe our squad of players is better than last season? Yes or no? Yeah. Andy, do you believe our squad of players is better than last season? Yes or no? Yes. In which case, what's the issue? And you can, I don't want more than a yes or no. If we've got better players, and I'm with you both, I fully believe that the players we have got now are better than what we had last season. I fully believe they are now underperforming. We've had a purple patch where it was a very purple patch and we did really well. Now that group of players are underperforming. They're not just underperforming, they look like they haven't got a plan. And as I've said, I was in the Robbie Williams suit, whatever you want to call it today. So I was up at the top and I got a good view. Our technical area, and I'm looking down during the game, as far as instructions come, your Grandy Crosby stood there clapping now and again. Their technical area had got someone in there that was masterminding every minute of that game. And it wasn't Daryl Clark, by the way. It was Murray. Murray was out there, and every player was getting instructions of what to do. They got someone pushing them on. This is what I want you to do now. This is where I want you to go. This is... We've got nothing. And we, I don't believe we've got a plan B today. But the problem is, I also don't believe we've got a plan A. Um, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. So for me, the issue's probably three things. I think, firstly, and this is, this is going to sound like I'm making excuses now, but bear with me. Firstly, the injury crisis that we're suffering at the minute. That's, that's a problem. You know, like, there's no coincidence that we we've we've hit this form since the yak's been injured, but the yak's injured. Jones is injured. Blow missed out today through a knock. Garrity missed out today through a knock. We've got both both wing backs in Mitch and Grant out injured. Willow's injured. I'm pretty certain I've missed someone else as well. Well, that's seven and, you've just mentioned. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like that's that's not me making excuses, but. There is four, four first team players in there that are out injured. So that's that that's playing a part in it. Something else that's playing a part in it is Crosby, because I don't understand why he's changed formation today to go two up front, and we've somehow managed to play worse going forward than we have all season today when there's technically more people up there. So so that, that's, that's got to be a, a, an issue. And then lastly, I suppose it, it falls on 
this falls on Flickcroft in, in terms of the the Shorrock situation. And now, again, like, like I said on the preview, this isn't me calling for Jack to start games. He's 16. It'd be utterly unfair of him to put him in in terms of the baptism of fire he'd, he'd receive. But we got rid of Mal Ben in that whilst none of us would say we'd be happy if Mal Benning was starting the season. He'd be adequate backup, in my opinion, for when the inevitable happened with Conor Grant. Now, we all spoke about the Conor Grant thing and we said, well, Mitch Clark can go there and then Sam could cover in. And then Mitch has gone and got injured. We're playing, we're playing a kid there. Now, Flickcroft said what he said about Shorrock. So it's either Flickcroft believed that without speaking to Crosby Crosby's fed back that, Jesus, this guy's good. I'm happy to use him this season and then hasn't. Or it's a bit of a PR spin and we knew we wanted Malgon in May. We knew that, well, we hoped that he wouldn't sign the contract in terms of his extension. He did. We, we, we were pretty clear that he was going and then it dragged on pretty much till, till the ninth hour, didn't it? And we we hadn't got we hadn't got the, the time to, to replace him, which I think is madness. If you knew you wanted him gone, you you need a replacement lined up. So I, I think there's I think there's three reasons for it. And I'd portion equal proportion on each one. So Crosby probably takes 50% of the blame in total, because I, I believe that him and Flickcroft's conversation, I can't imagine that Flickcroft has gone, yeah, fuck it, Shorrock's good enough. Or I think it's an oversight on Flickcross part by allowing that pressure on him, knowing Grant's in injury history. But yeah, they're, they're, they're three bits for me anyway. Yeah, Andy. Right, sorry, what was the question again? It feels like we've got on a massive. Um... I so, there, sorry. The question was we've all yeah. said that the squad of players is better than last season, so what's yeah. the issue? Right, okay. Um, in your opinion, obviously. Well, I mean, one of the things is, as is, is better as, as the squad is on a whole, I think in terms of forward line, I mean, I thought we were weak last season. Arguably, we're, we're a bit weaker still. We've we've lost Ellis and we're, we're nowhere near where we were a year ago. Um, I, I, right, I've, I've defended Andy Crosby up until fairly recently. I'm not quite on the Crosby out camp yet but I'm not far off uh, it's becoming harder and harder to defend him um, earlier on the season not too long ago you know six weeks ago two months football we were playing was excellent I thought technically brilliant um, really good um, that was up until the first international break when it just seemed to lose all that momentum all that flow but you know after Barnsley, um, I thought we showed a lot of character to turn around that game. Um, we had a tough run of fixtures that followed it, and we did brilliantly to get as many points out of them as we did. Um, it felt like we were making really good progress. We Technically, we were much better advanced in terms of the football we were playing, but we were just missing the final piece of the jigsaw in, in the final third. Uh, instead of finding that piece of the jigsaw, it feels as though we've I don't know, it feels as though we've strengthened, well, we've made signings in up top and everything else has fallen to pieces. 
uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's a fair bit of mitigation there. You, you look at injuries, loss of form, um, maybe uh, some of, we're relying a bit for creativity on on younger players who maybe won't give you that level of consistency that your experienced players will. Um, we've got players who clearly are capable of better than what they're currently delivering to us. Um, yeah, there's there's mitigating factors. If I was Andy Crosby, I'd I'd be um, knocking on Flitcroft's door and say, Dave, what are you giving me to work with here? I've got um, Uchi and Loft. Um, you can't make a striker out of two halves of a striker, and I'm not even sure if you put both of them together, they equal one whole player. Um, Sorry, let me. Think. Yeah, go on. I think that's a terrible excuse because Flickcroft will have will have identified players, but Crosby Crosby said he had final say on them, so he wanted them at the club. I mean, he says that, but who knows exactly how it works in, in practice? Ultimately, I, we, we've I'm, had. I'm not buying any football club at our level is signing players that a manager doesn't want. We we haven't we haven't got them for that to happen. Look like, at his last time we were in this league when Norman was signing all the players from the age. You know who, who knows how it works in practice. I, I I I honestly can't buy into that. I can't I can't buy into that these two strikers have come in and Crosby doesn't want to. Well, no, I agree with you, Johnny, and I think it's a different club from when Norman was just opening the switched yard and bringing. It is, but we seem to have the same dysfunctional relationship with signing centre forwards that we had then. We seem to like know the cost of of a striker, but not really the value necessarily. Um, the other thing I was going to say is that the last two managers, Clark and and Crosby, have suffered from you know not really you know the last two windows we haven't. Sign the level of striker that we need, you know. And I, I, I know we're going through the same arguments that you had with Tom on um, on Wednesday night, but I, 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 if if I was if I was Crosby, I'd say, where were the where were the centre forwards you uh, you needed to get for me? It's mm. but but you know that's that's another argument for another day. It is, and let me clarify. Today was dog shit. I am firmly in the Crosby out camp. That doesn't mean I don't want him to do well, because, and that might sound a daft thing to say, but I think there's been times in the past where we've had people like Jim Gannon and going into games, fans are like, you know what? I'd take a loss today to get rid of him. I certainly don't want that. I think Andy Crosby is a really nice bloke when I've met him. He comes across very well. He seems a genuine good bloke. At this point in time, I just believe he's out his depth. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope we go on to win the next 10 games in a row, and I go, do you know what? Everything's rosy in the camp. I love the bloke. I would love to do that. I'm not sort of, I hate Andy Crosby, I want him out of the club. I like the bloke. I just, after watching today and after watching some of the 45 minutes performances that we've put in, I just don't believe we have a plan going forward. And it was a centre-half as a trade. Who's coming up with these attacking plans? Because I can't see any. Watching today, we had no style of play going forward apart from, let's pass it across the back a little bit. When they press us, let's, kick it to Conor Ripley and let's kick fuck out of it and hope that it lands near a Vale player and we get something. And that is the only style of play I saw today. Am I being harsh? Am I being truthful? No, I, th- I, th- I think being... I think my big issue is that we've deviated from the 3-6-1 that, that was doing well and we, we, we've made ourselves worse. Is that because Ollie wasn't starting? I think... 
I think that's a big, big part of it, personally. I think Kislet and Kislet and Divine just didn't didn't replace Ollie in the same and do the same thing as Ollie did, or does, shall we say. And I also think that we went far too route one today when we did the typical veil thing when route one to the little lad. Mm. So it's just, it's just it's frustrating and like you say it's not that you don't want him to do well but you, you, you've got to call a spade a spade and say look some stuff today wasn't good enough and it's stuff that Tuesday against Peterborough Tom disagreed with us in terms of the football played and he, he, he put it down to Peterborough taking the foot off the gas and stuff like that but today we compounded the fact that we're shite at either end of the pitch in terms of when we've got the ball or are defending it. And added to that, that we're actually shite in the middle of the pitch in a bit that arguably, I don't think I've seen a better team than us this season with that ball in the middle of the pitch. No, well, that's fair. When we're playing well. Yeah. Up, up, until, up until today, I haven't, I haven't seen a team that have come, have passed it around, moved, got themselves into positions and then just gone, shit, the people in front of me don't know what they're doing or haven't moved or whatever. And we've cocked it up and had to go back all the time. It's just, today, too many people had an off day. And what really pissed me off today was Loth goes off, everyone's like, oh, fucking the saviour's on his his way. And he's fucking garbage. We've got two strikers that are at exactly the same level. One of them's lauded by the fans and one of them's absolutely hated. And unfortunately for Loft, it's a long way back for him because he's got to, he's got to go and score ten goals this season for any fan to go. Oh, all right, he's, he's half decent. Whereas he has to run around a bit, comes on, has his name sung, and can't win a fucking Eddie. He's six foot bastard four. He's 18, 18 stone probably at the minute. He can't win an Eddie. Gets out muscle all the time, and it's just it's ridiculous. The, the like the fact how how we how we've seen the two players who are exactly the same and as Andy pointed out, not good enough for strikers for what we need. Uchi has a bit of cult status in the bank, but I think that's um eroding quite quickly. Um Loft hasn't got any sort of cult following at all. Um but yeah, I, I think I don't know, discussing who's better out of Loft and Uchi is like two bald men fighting over a comb, isn't it? Neither are quite up to where, where we need them to be or, or the standard of striker that we we need. Um, it's, yeah, I thought too many of our better creative, better technical players hid today. And, and the amount of times you saw the back three, not, none of whom is a ball player, get on the ball and struggle because there wasn't a pass on. It tells you everything, really. And mm. and if you need six in your midfield to look solid, then that tells you a lot as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of players that have had today and not got, and we'll get onto that as player ratings. One more thing discussed before we really get into the game. I've had a message from a fan of the pod just saying something I'd like you to just touch on. So, Johnny, Andy, can you touch on this? Just want to talk about the booing of Massey coming on. Why are we booing our own player before he's even come on the pitch? It's teaching a terrible lesson to young lads 
there were three young lads sat near me today who must have all been seven and eight, all booing when he came on. So I turned to them and said to them, why are you booing him, lads? He's our own player. They responded with, I don't know. So they're clearly just doing it because they're copying. What a terrible lesson to teach our young fans. I personally don't boo, but can understand that if a player is putting in a lack of effort. But Matty hasn't even stepped foot on the pitch. And we talk about mental health a lot. How's that going to make him feel when his own fans are booing him before he's even come on? We need to be better. And I did go back with a message saying, yeah, I agree when coming on. I did boo him at full time. come back says, oh, yeah, I fully get that at full time. So he's not saying don't boo at full time. But I do agree. Why are we booing his own players before they come on the pitch, John? I think I think the thing with with today was again, I don't I, I believe it was a minority. It wasn't when 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 we saw him warm, warming up, like I think uh, Goodwin and Jamie turned to me and gone, "This could be brutal," because we, I honestly thought with how we were playing and how everything was going, he massively was going to get a worse reception. So I actually think he got a better reception than I expected, but the booing of your own players. Coming on, I'll never understand. Like, I, I kind of, kind of got the Sammy Robinson booing. Do you know what I mean? Because of what yeah. had happened, I didn't agree with it. Because, like, like I said at the time, like if you're telling someone fuck off and he tells you fuck off back, you deserve it, sort of thing. You've got to be able to take the rough with the smooth. But yeah. the Massey thing, I did, it was terrible Tuesday night. But that was Tuesday night. You want booing? Booing Tuesday. Yeah, I'll be honest. Everyone knows from last season. I wasn't his biggest fan. It's the first time he's been terrible this season. He's had a lot of good performances compared to that this season. Yeah, he has. So yeah, Andy, anything to add on that before we get into that shower of shite that we witnessed for ninety minutes today? Not much about Massey. I mean, I I wasn't when I saw him coming on. I I, I wasn't thinking, oh great, Gavin's coming on. He's gonna he's gonna turn this round. I didn't really have any. I think the game was gone, really, by that point anyway. So, uh, I don't know. Some people just become a focal point of wider frustration, don't they? Uh, There's a lot of grumbling. Very few boos, but they stood out just because they do, don't they? The, the minority sometimes very vocal. So, yeah, it, we could do without it, but I, I don't know. I think it's a sign of a much wider thing going on mm. at the moment yeah fair enough and for those that haven't been today or those that don't listen often i think the regular listeners will know that we don't moan because we've lost a game of football if we lose a game of football in the right way and we've had chance after chance and it just hasn't been our day we'll say that today wasn't one of them days i can't remember any other time where i thought we're going to score here because it was just fucking dog awful and the better side on the day one unfortunately that better side had only won one game of football before today and now they've got two. They've doubled the tally for the season. And fully they've got a third of all the goals for the season today, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Fucking awful. And watch them goals back we've conceded. I haven't dared watch them back yet, but from in the ground, fucking dog shit. That I had to watch the, the equaliser back because I, I'd gone for a, I'd gone to the toilet uh, just in the last few minutes of the first half, and so I missed it. But bloody hell. It just yeah, it gets turned so easily. Yeah, it does. Another thing I don't quite get, and we'll get onto this probably when we talk about the rating for the coaching staff, etc. They went two and up in sixty-six minutes. Oli Arblast didn't go on that pitch till seventy-five minutes, and we'll get to that in a bit. So possession stats, and everyone knows that 
Possession means fuck all, because you can have all the ball and do fuck all with it and be dog shit for 90 minutes. We had 68% of the possession today, which I think is probably the most we've had all season. Great. But it was between the back three and the goalie, so you're going to do fuck all damage from there. I think it was something like 72% at half-time as well. Was it? Yeah. And I'll be honest, they smelt blood at half-time. They looked at us and went, these are a poor side, we can go and beat them. And they weren't very good. They deserved the win, so I'm not taking anything away from them on that. They weren't very good. Total shots, Vale had 16 to their nine. On target, Vale had five to their three. So they've only had three shots on target today, and it's good too. Passes, we've had 415 to their 196. Clear-cut chances, Vale had one. They had none. Corners, Vale had 11 to their seven. Aerial duels, one. Vale, 31, them 38. Saves, Vale have made one there. Goalies made four. Yellow cards, two for Vale, four for them. And it finished Vale one. Vale took the lead on the 32nd minute through a lovely taken goal through Alfie Divine. That is a positive out that goal. And as I say, it came after nine hours of league action without a goal, just in case anyone didn't pick that up. Um, Cheltenham then equalised on the 42nd minute and then won it on the 66th, both through Sean Long. Johnny, before the game, when the team come out, your message read. It read. Don't understand Ollie being dropped, but can't argue with Massey or Garrity. Wanting to see Garrity not in the squad at all, though, as the bench has gone from strong to suspect. Nice to see Tom Conlon back involved. I'd be interested to see him in one of the 10 positions. 3-5-2, big game for Lofton Thomas today. Divine and Chizzy have got to work hard backwards today, or else Ojo might be in strife. Also, no Jason Lowe crying face emoji. Yeah. They were in strife, weren't they, today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a big game for Lofton Thomas. And it just it just it just hasn't worked, has it? And I think like everything I looked and picked all in came. We missed we missed Garrity's work rate in a game like today. Like we missed we just missed a lot today. And yeah. <sighs> It, it, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to pinpoint one thing because there's six or seven things. There's, there's probably easier to say. Well, the, actually, the one thing that did go right was probably, again, Connor Ripley's goal-saving ability. Andy, anything to add? Yeah, I think the, the balance of the midfield is all wrong, really. Um, maybe that's with the benefit of hindsight or not. Um <sighs> We don't really have anyone who is a like-for-like replacement for Garrity. If if he's missing, we haven't really got anyone who, who can um, add what, what he does, I think. Uh, any Anyone else you, you think you can see who, who slots in to replace him, but, but Garrity's um, unique. And, you know, he, he's, he's, had, he's had a couple of games where he hasn't hit his own standards recently. I think he wasn't really up to his... Um, usual level against Peterborough and I, I was wondering if he'd been left out, rested until I saw he wasn't on the bench um, it took me a long time to piece together that team when, when, when it, you know, you've got to sort of try and work out who's in what position, who's not there, who should be there uh, it just sort of I don't know, it, it just felt like it it was a bit of a puzzle to me as to what we were trying to do. Yeah, and Johnny, carry on with your rating for Crosby and the staff today. 
Um, 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 a zero is acceptable. No, a one. What's that for? Um, turning up. Yeah, turning up. Very generous yeah. of you, in my eyes. Very generous. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I was debating. Got everything wrong. The subs were wrong. Didn't see any passion coming from the dugouts. Didn't see any fight coming from there, apart from Dunn, who got a booking. Did, did Dunn get a booking? Yeah, Dunn got booked. How did he? Why? I think, if I remember rightly, it was when Josh Thomas got fouled inside the penalty and the ref booked him for diving. Uh, I wasn't that one's foul. Was. It wasn't. It was for me. I've seen the video back. It's not a foul, that. There's contact. It's contact, but it, it, I think Josh initiates it by, by dangling a leg towards him. I don't know. Well, I haven't seen it back. I've just seen it in real time, but I thought, yeah, all the ones we haven't got, we're getting there. But we didn't. Andy, anything else to add on it? Yeah, subs, too late. Not the right ones either. Um, just general game management. It didn't feel like we were really going out to... Especially when, when the game drifted away from us. And, you know, we got worse as the game got on and we didn't really try to get on top of that. And, and so I, I don't really think we've been proactive enough to, to change the game back into a favour. Um, we didn't look like we had any particular type of pattern any game plan whereas we were coming up against a team who did have a game plan very well organized um and we got out fought and you know anything that we could have done to have changed the game uh and because it felt like it was coming um uh, we we didn't really do that did we no no i think that's fair let's get on to it let's talk about the rest i really don't want to fucking fuming still but let's do it um johnny starting in goal number one let's twat fuck out of the ball connor ripley yeah uh, look I, I, I think that's not his decision i'll be deadly honest with you we, we spoke about it the other day didn't we in terms of cutting in i i don't believe that ripley's decision is i want to kick fuck out of it every time that's not his strong point to me. His strong point is he's good with, with the ball. He's good at them 20, 30-yard passes rather than 50, 60-yard passes. So I don't I, I don't believe it's his decision in that terms. I think if no one's moving around him, what do we expect? He made a very good save in the first half. I don't think he could do anything with either goal. Um, and yeah, Connor's, Connor's doing what all he can and he was really pissed off with Smithy for the, for the second goal and again he was pissed off about 20 seconds later when they were dicking around with it down there again and it's just he's probably the one consistent at the minute you can kind of guarantee that you're going to get a 6 out of 10 performance and again we have done for Connor and he's probably my man of the match Fair enough, wasn't mine. Andy? Yeah, uh, I mean, his kicking's going to be the main thing that people talk about just because it was 
he was going out of play. He was going no. I mean, we've got no one who could win a header, anyways. But it's it's not like we play in a way where you know you, you're trying to stretch teams. You're trying to sort of do a, a big switch, and there was there was nowhere for you know there was there was nothing for them sort of kicks to to go to. There was no. There was no one out on the opposite flank who could take the ball down and 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 find a bit of space. It's just that that side of it's not working at the moment, and and I'm not quite sure what what we think we're persevering with. So, yeah, the rest of it, Ripley was okay today. Um, yeah, one very good save in the first half. Uh, his body language after we conceded the second seemed like it was saying that he, he knew the game was up, we were playing badly, we'd fallen behind, and I'm I'm not sure he it felt as though he thought that was that was the game. And I'm with you, Johnny. I don't think it's Ripley's decision. As you say, the movements outfield, especially today, was fucking diabolical. And at times players weren't even switched on. There was one time, I don't know if you can remember it, we had a corner in front of Lawn Street where it joins to the bike cars. And whoever it was was over the ball and was looking to Tom Sang to play it short. And Sang stood there with his back to him. He's screaming at Tom Sang to say, turn around, we can have a quick in here. You want to interested. And there was a couple of times where we looked do things quick. And the players that they were looking to play it to, they got the back to the game and weren't even interested. Is that when Chizzy, is that when Chizzy sprinted across to take the corner? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he's going, come on, quick, quick. We've got two on one here if we want it. Weren't fucking interested. Yeah. As for throw-ins, let's go on to them. Unless Deborah's chucking it long, no fucker wants the ball in at feet. Unless our blasters on the pitch, no one wants to receive a throw-in. They're scared of it. But the, the problem with that today was Alfie came for it a lot of the time on the paddock side. Got it. And then everyone just stood there and went, yeah. go on then. Go on then. And, we, and I noticed that today a lot. Like, I think it, it, it was it. Yeah, it was a first half. Deborah had the ball in the right back position. And no, sorry, I think Cass had it. And Sang was about five yards away from him. And Cass was just like waving his hand at Sang to say, piss off. Like, go, go, and, go and get in a position where I can actually give you the ball so we can fucking do something. And that that should be natural. That surely the natural, it, it should be a natural idea to go right my right centre half has got the ball I need to be in X position but like it, yeah it was it was it was stupid it was stupidity today yeah and I remember the one you're on about and I remember it they were actually got two on one in our favour but because yeah. Sank had stood there and not gone down the line basically let them get back in and there was also one and I felt from Jesse Deborah brought the ball out from centre half sprinting into their half with it and he's screaming at players who wants it, who wants it, because he's yeah. running at him. And all the Vale players stood there with the fingers up their arse. He's going, don't give it me. I'm scared. Well, no which, one which, and I think he turned around and I go back to the goalie. And people were booing Deborah. It wasn't his fault. He'd moved up the pitch, asking players, make a bit of movement. Let me give you the ball. And they were all sat there crying at, don't give it me. I'm scared. Yeah. And I think, I think that's pathetic. I think that's part of today's tactic of going long, do you know. Like, I think, I think it was a cop out for some of them, and and that's that's how that's how I honestly feel. I feel like that it was a cop out because, like you say, 
them them two times stick out. There's probably countless other times where people didn't want it and stuff like that. But it's just it's it's, it's just really bad to say some of that was. And yeah, yeah. I, obviously back to Connor. I, I I think like I felt for him today. I really did. I did. He did piss me off on one instance. Um, first off, Cross come in. He caught the ball. Tom Sang runs out wide and is screaming for him to throw it to him. Ripley goes, go forward, go forward, then smash fuck out of it straight through to their keeper. If he'd have thrown yeah. it to him when he was in his own half, Sang could have then ran with the ball, gone forward, realised no one else is moving, turned round and give it Ripley back. But all right. Are you okay? Something. No. No, yeah. I was going to say, you don't, you don't sound very okay. You, you, you're trusting Tom Sang to run with the ball? Well, no, at least he's thrown it to some his feet. He yeah. could have thrown it to his feet. Instead, he chose to spear Smash kick it 30 yards it. in front of his feet where he was never going to reach it. In fact, he didn't go through to their goal. He went out for a throw-in. Yeah, he went out for a throw-in. But in, I think the other the thing was, Sang did go hiding behind his man a lot of the time when, and was doing the pretty thing of waving your arms around, pretending that you want it whilst stood behind someone. Yeah, well, we'll get on to them later. Sponsors man of the match. Not my man of the match. Nowhere near for me, but we'll get on to that in a bit. Connor Ripley, Johnny's paralysis man of the match. We did go last night, me, Andy, Tom, a couple of others. Um, we'll talk about it another time because now's not the time, but we had a cracking night. But what was on the pitch today was fucking scarier than that, and that was scary. Um, and where was Johnny? Johnny was on other duties, weren't you, Johnny? <laughs> I was on parental duty. Oh, right. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, just definitely. a cop out then for you didn't want to go? No, not this time. No, it was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. And we'll talk about it more again because I'm too at up at the moment. Right to the back three, Andy, back from the wilderness, Lewis Cass. Yeah, disappointed low. Couldn't make it. Um, but I don't know, Cass, um, I didn't have any issue with him today. I didn't think he was particularly um, terrible. Um, you know, he, he isn't, you know what you're going to get with him. You know, you know, he's not going to be one of your technical plays. He's not going to dribble it out of the back three like um, Paolo Maldini or anything like that but he he just had a standard Lewis Cass game for me um, he was okay um, without being brilliant uh, but he, he just did did what he usually does um, in terms of the defeat I didn't necessarily think he, he had any issues or, or problems it was just standard yeah I'm with you I thought he was okay today Johnny yeah, I, I, I'm, again, I can't disagree with that. I thought Cass was Cass was there when he, he didn't do any, can't label any of the goals at, at his feet sort of thing. And I think he tried. To, he, he tried at times, but yeah, he's standard, standard sort of, for me, it's a five because just, I just thought as a unit, the defence was poor. Um well, yeah, it was just there, wasn't it? There's not yeah. a lot to say about the pass. No, there isn't. I'm moving on, and just before we do, I forgot to do ref watch, and it fits in nicely as we move on to Jesse Debris. Um, I thought the ref was not the worst ref we've had this season by any stretch of the imagination today. Also wasn't great, but not the worst ref we've had. I thought it was a bit harsh with Deb. At one point, he gave a free kick against him for their lad and balling it, which I didn't quite get. Um, and I thought the booking on Deb was very harsh. Uh, apart from that, I thought the ref was okay and not the reason we lost this game of football today. And Ref Watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. 
get yourselves over there, get your glasses fixed if you need them fixing. And if you need a pair, get someone, then he'll fix them for you. If you need a pair, if you need a pair of glasses, sit on sit on them and then take it to him. Keep yeah. him in a job. Yeah, keep him in a job. Send some business over to him. And that's all I've got to say on Refwatch because there's two fucking net up about the actual team. Um, Johnny moving on in the middle, big Jess. Up until his booking, I thought he was having a solid game. And then he got booked and he, he seemed a bit like deer in the headlights. I think he felt a bit like, oh shit, Bristol Rovers all over again. So that, I suppose, that needs to come with experience. But yeah, he was he, he was all right again. Um, I think the cock up for the goal wasn't, wasn't great. There was three or four of them there and he was one of them. Um, somebody's got to take charge of that and just fuck it off. Like, at that stage, I'd be happy if you hit me in the face from there with the ball. I mean, I, I, I sit pretty much in line with with, with where that with, with where that was. I I want you hitting me in the face with that. I don't I don't want pretty football. I don't want you to try and play your way out of that. Just 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 boot it. Someone someone take control of it. Now I don't think he was the main one that should have took control of it, but he was involved in that bit of a debacle. Um, and yeah. It was a, a five performance, and that's that's that with Deb for me. I think there was showed signs today of a, a good a good centre half in the future. He stepped in front of his man a couple of times, nicked the ball on the front foot, but same old same old issues in front. That when he did that, he was looking around, and everyone was just there going, "Oh, good Jess." I felt for him today because he was trying to play football and no one else. Well, there was only one other player on the pitch who I'd given him man a match who wanted to play football. Andy? Yeah, I felt for a bit for him today, particularly when he was making, you know, he basically just stopped in the middle of the game, made all those funny sort of hand gestures and he thought the ref had stopped the game and he hadn't. He's just sort of, I don't know, he felt like time stood still for a, for a couple of seconds there a couple of times. Um yeah, he has to take a, a slice of the, you know, is part of the blame for the for the goal just because it was just a general cluster, of, you know, like a compound. Several people made mistakes um, trying to clear that ball. We had two or three good chances to clear it, didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, Johnny said a couple of times he um, stepped in front of his man. There was one particular time, second half, where it looked like they'd done us on the break. He just uh, put the um, put the turbos on, um, got in front of his man, um, tied it up and, and cleared it. Um, so yeah, um, promising signs with him. Um, it's it's probably not where I want to see him in the middle of the three, and we'll get onto that, I'm sure, when we come to the next player. But um, he, he was okay. None of the back three particularly were the reason why. We lost today, I thought. Maybe, oh, may, I don't know. Possibly, no, actually. Actually, um, I'll take that back, actually, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah take it back, because the defending for the two goals was fucking awful. Yeah, apart from apart from the goals, it's like... <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to win the first ball for the first goal. Second goal, you've got to... You've just got to take charge and clear it. But generally, I thought... <sighs> They're not necessarily to blame for as not, you know, you know, we, we've got three non-footballers in there that, are, are, you know, we can't really start anything from the back 
going forward. And I thought they were left a little bit high and dry by other players hiding. You know, you'd see them trying to look for a pass to get out of their own third and, and nobody was really coming short and giving them anything to do, work with. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I, like you both said, I do think there's a player in Jesse. I think he'll come for the club. I think he'll be a good player. Unfortunately, he's having played with this shite at the moment. Um, next, Andy, you've already kind of mentioned, let's put us 10 at on. He doesn't have many bad games, but today was one of them. Captain Smudge. Yeah, I think he's... Today, he was missing. Uh, no, no, missing. He, he needed to be in the middle of that three. He, he on, on the left, it felt like he was just sort of not where he could actually influence the game. I thought he was just away from where he needed to be. Um, he wasn't really getting into much... In, in terms of you know his individual battles, which he relishes, he didn't really get too much on that number nine. Is it Goodwin, the Stoke player? Yeah. Um, he just a lot of the games, a lot of what we needed him to do to to stop us from being out for or or bullied, he, he was out of the firing line for. I, I would have rather seen him in the middle of that three. Just, just being sort of the captain figure, and and, and just marshalling the the three centre halves and the left side of the three. Uh, I know it's not a particularly original opinion, and you've said it before. Um, it's not his best position. Uh, he's wasted there, and phew, he didn't particularly have a good game there. Johnny, he's been rather nice there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to dig him out because you know what you're getting with Nathan Smith, but I mean, he's one, he's one of a handful of players who's not playing in his best position. And do you judge him on on that, or or do you take that into account, or, or what do you do? You know, for me, like today, I thought the fact the second goal was fucking horrendous by him. Like, he just had his chance to just clear it and didn't. And I just, his demeanour today wasn't Nathan Smith. Like, when Ripley... I, just him, quickly, I haven't seen it back. Was it Smithy that got turned for the first goal? No, that was Plant. That was fucking disgraceful. We'll it was, yeah, it was disgraceful. I didn't know who it was, but yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, no, like, but yes, he just, he looked like, he, he looked like the bloke that do you know when, when he was given captaincy and I said, it concerns me that when he's carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders, his performance suffers. And then this season so far, he, he's, he's proved me wrong. He just looked back at that. He looked like we're going through a bad run and Nathan Smith's performance really suffered today. He's playing in an unorthodox position, but I think caveat that, that these people are saying, oh, we haven't got a left-footed left defender. You probably look at the majority of teams that play a back three, they won't have a specialised left-footer on that left side. So it's not about having a left-footer. It's about having someone that's confident enough with it. And he just isn't. He should be in that middle. And it makes no sense why he isn't. I just, it was just a poor, poor day at the office for Smithy today. And he gets a four. And I just... We, we we don't see many of these days. The last the last one I can remember was Oxford away last year, for example. 
Yeah. So we don't see many of these days from Smithy. But something's something's got to give. Like we've, we've got to find a way of getting him performing again to the standard that we need him to, and the rest of the defense, the rest of the team, to be fair, stepping up because there was there was too many people in front of that four, like the quartet of the keeper on the back three that just may as well have been sat with you up there, there's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, with Smith, he, he didn't have his usual fire about him, did he? He didn't have his usual sort of, he, he, like you say, he didn't look himself. It's just whether, you know, he w- wasn't, didn't have his usual sort of battle and that's what he thrives on. And if he's, if he's sort of, that's been taken away from him, is, is he the same sort of player? I, I don't know. You'd, you'd, you'd probably have to root pretty, I, I hope with something we, we look at as anyways to, to why that didn't happen today. Yeah, and he, let's just caveat it. It's one bad performance from Nathan Smith. He hasn't been constantly bad in this run of two points out the last 24 available, which is dog shit in itself. But he's, you know, it's a bad performance from him today. He had two I can think of last season. There was Oxford and Peterborough that spring to mind throughout the season, Peterborough away. Um, so, yeah. yeah. How, how bad were we in that second half of the season if you can only point two out? That's... You know, I mean, that's, that shows the level he plays at. And I think that's yeah. that's one of the things I wanted to, to point out was that I know that I've battered Smithy for the fact there is not a football in centre-half and we're trying to play football. So he suffers there at times with, with that sort of thing. But you've also got to, like, you've got to give him the credit when he deserves it. And we give him a shitload of credit so far this season. Yeah. So now we, we, we've got to... We've got to find a way of fixing it, and like I, like I said the other day, the way for me that you that you fix it is that you you go with a you go with a back four at the minute, but it's it's just chaotic. Yeah, it is, and we have got to find a way of fixing it. Because for me today, I know they said when Clark lost his job that it was due to the standard of football we were playing, not necessarily the runner results. The run results we've been on has been bad, but the standard of football hasn't necessarily always been bad. But today's performance was as bad as any of them performances last season for me. Yeah. And so, I think the run that we're on now is worse than the run that Clark was on when Clark got sacked. So he got nine he got nine from sixty-three, didn't he? Clark. Yeah, which we're currently on two from twenty-four. It's, it's the how many games since it, we last won? Is it eight without a win? The last one was Northampton after the first international break. We won one yeah. And I think Clark was went seven, is. seven without a win. Something it's it's similar form anyway. It's yeah, yeah. very similar form. It's very similar form. But yeah, I'll have a look at that while you talk about the next one. And it is Johnny for the right hand side. He'd wing back today. He's been in a good run of form. He didn't carry it on today, Tom Sang. Was his mum the sponsor? Because not sure. I, I honestly don't know how he's got how he stole man of the match there. Like I say, stole man of the match. Like, it's, it's not like we had, we had a hundred people holding around up going, "Hit me, pick me, pick me." Was it? But yeah, I'd, he was he was definitely not man of the match. He overcrossed, overcrossed, overhit every single cross, and the one he didn't overhit, he underhit it. His corners were were terrible. Like he takes him from the byline as well. Like. Takes him right, right on the throwing line, and just 
it's just nothing, nothing worked. And he just, this was the sang that we were moaning at earlier in the season. Um, I thought the last couple of games he'd been decent. I thought maybe as he played himself through that sort of sticky patch, but no, he hasn't. And it was just, it was grim. It was a grim performance and it was too. It was just, sat there and thought, oh, my days, What? How, how, how do you survive that? And yeah, it, it's a bad, bad performance. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And Andy, I've just looked, we couldn't leave on an eight game in the league without a win. We've drawn two of the eight, lost six. The ninth game was Northampton. So if you're looking at nine, it's one win, two draws, six losses. Um, Tom Sang, Andy. Yeah, um, I'm not going to dig him out as harshly as Johnny. I, I thought he was not great, but I don't know. There a couple of early things he did, I thought were good. There was one really good moment where he sort of picked up a loose ball, ran it wide, and just maybe just over his cross, but he, he managed to dig something out of nothing. For me, the, the main issue I've got when he plays wing back is that when he doesn't have the ball, I'm, I'm not sure he knows where he needs to be and where he can help. So, so there wasn't really, you know, if, if Luis Cass wants to overlap him, I'm not sure Sang can sense that he wants to do that and come inside and, and move and, and give him that sort of channel of space to run into. Or, you know, I'm not sure if he needs to run inside to let somebody go outside, he does that, or he can make the little triangles work by knowing where he needs to be when we haven't got the ball. Um, it's just little things like that, that that really make me think, you know, he, he's, he's he's not a wing back. You know, given the balance of the team today, we might have wanted him um, sat in with Funzo. It might have, he might have been more effective there, but then we haven't really got any wing pl- one to play right wing back when we do that. So, yeah, it's he's he's a mixed bag, Tom Sung. Um, there's there's technical ability there. There's some things that he does well, but I I think ultimately he's just if if you're not a wing back by trade, it's just that expertise in in really nailing down that position. And I'm not sure he's he's quite got it. And and given that you know we we've had we've had good wing. I mean. Worrell, David Worrell wasn't necessarily a, a wing back by trade, but he really worked hard at making that work and and putting in. Um, he, he was an important part of of our side for so long when when he played there. Uh, it's just when you lose a player like that, they're hard to replace, aren't they? And and, and at wing back, we've um, consistently tried to put um, square pegs in round holes. Oh, Dave, come back. Yeah, um, yeah, Tom Sang, he's been playing well of late, so let's say that. Today was not his day. Today he was dog awful. He was dog shit. Let's chuck another in there. And we're talking about dog shit, and everyone knows I love him, so I'm going to try and protect him from you both. The opposite side, Andy, was James Plant. Yeah, I mean, when you have a poor performance and you lose... You... You break it down to the individuals, and, and you're gonna you're gonna have to say a lot of individuals play badly, and and James Plant had a had a poor game really. Um, there been there been a couple of times recently where 
he played really well. Um, I'm thinking Cambridge away, Bolton at home. He was excellent, and maybe you thought he was pushing on to to really nailing down that wing back position. Today felt like he'd gone a bit backwards, and uh, he, he just he seemed to be pretty weak in a lot of challenges. He was getting out muscled. Um, his distribution was poor. Decision making. Um, he was it. Did he lose the ball or, or do something, play a hospital pass? You know, when they almost scored in the first minute of the second half, if you can remember that far back. Um, yeah, it just, just wasn't his day today. Nothing nothing worked for him. He doesn't really... I don't know. Um, the, I, I can't put my finger on it, really, but... Um, doesn't really, doesn't really get be a man enough. Doesn't really get put a decent ball in. It just isn't really happening for him at the moment. Yeah, and come on, Johnny. Before I try protect him because he was shy today, but I will try, James Plant. I think what Andy was trying to say there was he's not a wing back. Yeah, and we've been saying that all season, haven't we? Yeah, you can say that, but he's got away with it for quite a few games. And but today, maybe, maybe it was a challenge. Maybe it was how they. But maybe Daryl knew how to a bit about him and how to combat him. Possibly, but I just think I, I think today was the clearest indicator of he's not a wing back that I've I've seen. It it, it combined the bad performances that he's had defensively from I think of Plymouth last game of last season, for example. And I know Bez, you staunchly defended him that day, but both goals were in part his his problem that day. And I think today kind of kind of combine that sort of thing. He got rolled by their right wing back far too easily for the goal. Like it, it, it just that was just weak. You know he's you should know he's right footed. So the first thing you should be doing is showing him on not not showing him inside back back in. It's kind of defending 101. He just, I don't think he's even that tight as well. No, and that's I think that, I think that's I think he gets caught in that sort of no man's land, doesn't he? Of I'm not quite tight enough to stop him turning, and I'm not quite far enough away that I'll, I can let him turn and I can stand him up, and you, you're not going to get a shot away then. So that was an issue. He didn't he didn't really offer a lot going forward. One thing, maybe maybe I'm going to be nice to him here. Is he doing us a favour and playing through the pain? Because he didn't look like he was, he didn't look like he had that yard of pace today that he's had. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't look like, he didn't look like a young lad. He looked, he, he looked knackered. So might he be playing through the pain? Because we've looked and gone, we've got fuck all else and whatnot. I don't know. That that could be me just being kind, but I just thought. Today he was he was as bad as Tom Sang and it's just not we can't when when you're playing wing backs, your two wing backs have got to be your outlet. And we can't risk them both having a bad day. And not just having a bad day, having a catastrophic day. And that's how it feels. So it was a tooth plenty as well. I feel for the lad because I'm sure at the start of the season, if you would have said where do, where where do you see yourself getting games this season? He definitely wouldn't have said wing back, but he's a young lad that'll go, I'll play wherever the fuck you want because I want minutes. 
Yeah, and yeah. my bet is I don't disagree with anything you've said. I agree with the two. I thought it was awful today. If he'd have said wing back, he certainly wouldn't have been left wing back. He hasn't got a left foot. That's something he needs to work on. So every time he gets the ball down that flank, the fullback knows he's going to try to cut back. And they knew yeah. that today. They stopped him every single time. Whereas at yeah. least on the right hand side, he can get to the byline and put a ball in. But they're not playing him on the right hand side. They're asking a 19 year old lad to play left wing back. So let me no one else got the balls. Let me interrupt you a sec there then. You say that, but if you put him on the right-hand side, does the left-back not, not just know that he's not going to go on the outside of him to show him inside? Yeah, maybe, but I think he's got more chance to get down there and get across him. I know he's not the same quality here, and so, but but look at look at the good inverted wingers. Look at him. Look what Rashford does. Look what Salah does. Look what Mourne did and stuff like that. The good inverted wingers that play on the opposite side, you know that they're always going to... You know Salah, when he gets the ball, is always going to cut in on his left foot. You've got to stop that. And I think that's the difference. I think at the minute it's easy to stop it when when Planty cuts in. So he's got to, he's got to learn how how he cuts in from there, and how he makes the most of it. And I think that's that's the big thing is he's got to learn that. And maybe maybe tra- being in training and standing up against fuck knows Shorrock or another youth team lad that we're going to have to use when we're doing positional play because everyone's out injured. Maybe it's easier. I don't know, but I, I don't. I don't buy the fact that playing on the opposite side is going to have that much of a detrimental effect to a professional footballer. I do when they're so young and the Korean they've never played there before. If it's someone that's you know flirted with that position, probably had a lot more training sessions in that position. Then yeah, I agree. It, this is a young lad that throughout his youth team career has played right of a front three, and then. But- in, in the youth team, at some stage, surely, surely he's, he's had to use his left foot. He's had to use his left foot, but in an attacking position, basically on the right-hand side. Every time I ran the line for the youth team, he was right of a front three. I never once saw him on the left-hand side for the youth team. And again, he's a young lad. The manager asked him to do a job. Fair play to him. He's going out and trying to do the job. But I think we're setting him up to failure. and We could have a detrimental impact on his career. Because if we ruin his confidence at this age, we've then got to go and get it back. Where's the best performances we've seen from James Plant. We've seen him play centre midfielder tip, switching his debut. Cracking performance. We haven't seen him there since. We've seen him play the number 10 position a couple of times. Looked decent. Right wing back, I think we've seen him once, maybe twice, and he looked better than left wing back. And we keep putting him in at left wing back. Is that because we haven't recruited right there, as you said earlier? Is that because none of the other players are capable of doing it, but we're expecting a young lad in his first full season do it? I don't know. But my sticking up for him is I think we're setting him up to fail by keep playing him left wing back. I think I think I think you can argue that about Tom Sang though. You can argue that about a hell of a lot of our players for me at the minute. And I think that's that's kind of the difference. Yeah, we keep playing square pegs and round holes, and I know we've got injuries and that sometimes we're forced to, but I just I can't see a way out of it at the moment. I really can't see that worries me. Wing back is a good you know, it's good. What James Plant does at the moment is good for Port Vale, but it's not good for James Plant necessarily. Mm. Yeah, um, I think that's a very good way of putting it, Andy. Yeah, um, I, and at some point, you know, he's going to have to find his best position, um, or we're going to have to make one for him. You know, at the end of the day, if we've got that many square pegs in round holes, do we need to? 
go back to the drawing board and say, why why are we still playing this formation? It it feels as though no matter what, you know, how we tweak the formation we're playing, the one non-negotiable is the, the back three and the wing backs. Mm. And that's been the case for um, over two years now. Yeah, don't disagree. Don't disagree. So then moving on, um, Andy, it's you first. Um, I did, did, did I do plant first? You did plant first. Johnny, it's you first. The holding position today was Funza. I think he was left isolated a lot. He, him and Ollie have struck up a good partnership of winning the ball back and having that pass and move sort of thing. He saw, again, saw a lot of the ball, but he had to, he had to stay deeper this time. And it just, just wasn't to be today. Again, there's, there's, not, there's nothing that really stands out as brilliant or shy for funds. So, six out of ten, let's, let's kind of just move on. But as your holding player, there's only so much he can do, isn't there? The, the, the other players have got to take a bit more responsibility, and I really don't think that I think they did. I don't think they, 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 gave, they helped him out as much as they could have. Um, and yeah, that's fun though for me. Yeah, and as you say, I think he is one of the few that can come off and say he tried today. Andy? Yeah, it just it just didn't work for it. It didn't seem to be coming as short for balls, and I, I don't know. You normally he's taking it off the defender's toes at times, and he didn't seem to be doing that today. Whether that was because he needed to just stay in because we didn't have the same, you know, we had we had a three rather than a four man midfield. It just just wasn't it just didn't click for him today. I think his game was summed up by. Um, short corner routine we took where we just sort of chipped it high, wide and handsome near the end of the game. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing I will say, and I'm not putting this just on Funzo, but he was part of it. Six, seven minutes added on in the first half. We know there's about five seconds left. We've got the ball oh, out wide. God, we decided yeah. to tippy-tap it until the ref blew rather than, you know, there's five, ten seconds. Just put the ball in the fucking box and let's see what happens. But no, we'll tippy-tap it and let the ref blow for the fucking half time. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because I, yeah, it was it was a bit, it was just bloody stupid, wasn't it? If there was five minutes left of added time, I get it. We try and work something. We knew there was seconds left of added time. Just put it in the mixer and let's see what happens. Yeah, you yeah. you've got to come out of it with 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 a clear cut chance. You know, there's there's no there's there's no benefit from just sort of going sideways and backwards, is there? Also, what was what, what was happening with his boots? Don't know. Is he I don't changed know one? Like, yeah, he changed one quickly and then when he got opportunity to change the other. So I don't know. Don't know. It's That's strange. He got he got he got he like got the back of his foot on, so I don't know if he like ripped the laces or something. Yeah, it kind of looks something like that. Yeah. The only like say he only changed one because he wanted to get back on, didn't he? And then yeah. I think we had a chance to change another. Yeah, when he got it. So, yeah, and then behind the front two today, let's start with, let's go Johnny with Ethan, Ethan Chislett. Runs around a lot. Gets kicked um, a lot. Gets kicked a lot, yeah, but it's flattered to deceive recently, I think it's mm. fair to say. Yeah, I think it is. 
he's got to, for me. He's got he's got to do better with the ball. He's he's kind of our outlet almost. And there was one time, I think first half where we worked the ball really well down our left hand side. He got it, and instead of him just having a go, he tried he tried one pass too many. And again, that that that's kind of the story of our last eight games is probably trying to score the perfect goal, not just a goal. Um, and yeah, that I just he, he just feels like he's one that kind of needs saying, well, well done for effort, for a kick up the arse for you. You've got more ability than that, and that's the kindest way to put it. Well, so, five for Chizzy. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's fair. Just it, things aren't coming off for him, and I know exactly the one you mean, Johnny. You're talking about in the first half where he's sort of driving, sort of left inside channel. There's, it looks like he's you know plants there to, to play the ball. It opens up for him, and he, he should really drive into it. Instead, he he chooses to play the ball to plant when that's already gone, and it just ends up being nothing and that sort of again that that those that's one of those things that sums up a player's afternoon really um just yeah, we've got a worse example of that coming up yeah <laughs> um yeah just just didn't just didn't happen for him today um he, he was getting kicked from pillar to post again which you know he seems to attract them sort of things doesn't he um he he just needs he just needs a break. It's like I, I, for, for a number of players, you were asking the same question. How, how do you play yourself back into form? What do you need to, to get to get going again? And for him, maybe it's um, it's probably just a goal, isn't it? Yeah, something needs to happen. And next to him, Andy, my paralysis escape room man of the match. I thought he was the only one that was capable of playing a bit of football today, and he was let down by the people around him. Took his goal very well, and. Is a class above anything we've got to feel for him, and I can see him getting back in January because he won't want to carry on playing with this shabby shit. Alfie Divine. Yeah. Um, first half, I thought he was excellent. Second half, he <sighs> I'd probably I lost know. the will to live. I, I don't. I don't want to say he disappeared, but he just seemed to become far less noticeable. But first half, I don't know if it was because. I don't know if it's because our blaster wasn't on. I don't know if it's because it was there wasn't as many. It wasn't as crowded a midfield. He just seemed to find little bits of space to to work with. Um, there was one brilliant ball he set um, plant away with quite early on in the game down the left. I think that was probably the best pass we made all game because it was actually in front of his man. It let him run onto it, and it just felt like the sort of balls we need to start making to 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 move the ball quickly and, and get teams on the back foot that we don't do enough of. Um, yeah, we really liked him. It's like he probably now, if he can't get into this side, when when can he get into the side? Um, it's probably due a run of games, really. Um, I don't know if we'll rest it, rotate it for Tuesday, but we probably need to start using him because, um, yeah, you know, if... If things happen in the next um, in the next few days and weeks, if Crosby gets moved on and the club isn't 
a stable sort of place where clubs want to send their young players, then um, we'll we'll lose. You know, we won't be we won't be getting players like him, will we? So we've really got to make sure that we're the sort of environment clubs want to send their academy kids to. Johnny. I'm in a completely different camp here. I don't know if I've watched a different game. I thought first half an hour he was all right. Next 60 minutes he was charged. I don't don't really see what he brought to it after that. I thought he took his goal really well. And then after that went missing. Like don't think he helped going backwards enough. Don't think he he offered anything going forwards too much and it just it was just a cog in the in a bad bad performance for me. I think if you ask me where he'll end up, top end league one would be his ceiling based on what I've seen. I haven't seen anything where I thought fuck he's a very good player. So it was it was a it was a five for me and that's because he scored. It would have been lower. So well I, I really don't think he added he added anything to it, and you could have taken him out of the game, and I don't think you would have noticed. Fair enough. So we see things differently. I thought he was offering, he was on the ball, he was looking to do things, and he was let down by a lack of movement and other people that just weren't on his wavelength and didn't want it. But as we say, I'm trying to pick the nicest guy in present here after today's performance. Um, yeah. Moving on, Andy, you can have the first striker, which is. The Welsh man, Josh Thomas. Do I have to? Mm-hmm. I had to do the pod when I didn't want to. Um, he had a bit of a stinker today, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I hate doing this. Um, no, f- for me, I I don't know. I don't know what he's he's still got a fair bit to do before he's um. I know we Swansea fans were all raving about him, and and you know he's he's going to tear League One up and all, all this sort of stuff, and he's a fair bit away from that yet. You know he he's he's we made somebody up on the way home where he's just said you know off the ball he doesn't seem to know what runs to make, how to make a nuisance of himself when he's not on the ball. It's almost as though he. he switches off and he goes asleep and he's maybe not paying attention. I still think he needs to work a hell of a lot more on his game to because, you know, when when you've got pace and the opposition know you've got pace, you can you, you can make them panic. Every, every little movement you make is is something that affects that they're thinking what you're up to, mate. And it just doesn't seem to really use that cleverly enough and yeah he, he just ineffective with the ball off the ball not really non-existent wasn't he I'm just trying to not pile into the guy but he's he's got to he's got to do a hell of a lot more if, if, if we're playing a second striker and again you know he wasn't working for him and wasn't working for a lot of the team today and you know he's, he's playing off Ryan Loft, but he's 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 got to he's got to do more. He's got to he's got to at least make some better runs off the ball. Mm. Johnny, 
Yeah, I think he's an angry young man, isn't he? Like, he likes a little bit of a scrap. So he was going in amongst it. What what really frustrated me, and this isn't just him, but Andy, you just summed it up with the fact of defenders don't like being playing against pace. Will Ferry got booked 30 minutes in. We never ran at him again. Curtis Davies got booked. And he's, what, 53, is he, Curtis Davies, something like that? And beat Josh Thomas in a foot race. Yeah, but we... We never, we never ran at him. We never, we never give the option of, do you know what? Let, let, let's let's run at Davies here. He's on a booking. He's he's a dinosaur. But we didn't run at him. And and I get there's a bit of a difference between the two because Davies has played at the Premier League. He's played at the highest level. He's he's got experience on his side and he knows how to play on a booking. But whilst all that might be true, if a lad, if a, if a lad. A nippy lad runs past you. There's every chance he might go. Oh, I've I've got to try and do something here, and we just didn't do that. And Josh, Josh is the only one that can do that because that's that's kind of his wheelhouse. Is the fact that he's supposed to be a nippy striker. Um, so he's he, he's got to take a bit of hammering, hammering for the fact that like I can't remember him running at anyone really. He was up for the fight. He he was hung out to dry a little bit by the fact that a lot of the time. We ignored the six foot four striker next to him. He decided to kick it to his head, and I said in the ground, he's probably my man of the match for that reason because he actually jumped for every header at least. Now, in the cold light of day, he was nowhere near. But we're at, we we have we have hung him out to dry a little bit there. Like I don't I don't get the tactic. Like I don't I don't know what it achieves because. You can't surely you you have to pay, you have to play to your players' strengths and that's just not one of them. Um, but I do think we're also as a team the players behind him are a bit thick today. Like they just they, they just didn't they didn't make the right decision in any moment and it was just a bit it was strenuous to watch. And Thomas was guilty of that, not making the right decision. Like you say, Andy. The, the, there's times where he stood in the middle, just daydreaming almost. And is that the difference between youth football? Is he is he actually up against 17, 18 year olds at that level who are still built like children? So he, he, I would say he's a bit more, he's a bit built, a bit more like a man, isn't he? So can he use that sort of fact that he's he's built a bit bigger, he's he's a bit quicker and stronger than than, than them? Can he use that to his advantage in that level? I don't know, but. I haven't seen anything from Josh Thomas today that says to me we must stick with the two up front. Yep. But on the flip side, we're going to move on to it. Um, but yeah, so Thomas four for Thomas. On the flip side, I haven't seen anything from Ryan Loft that says he must start the next game either. Um, yeah, we talked earlier about Cheslett about try and pass it when he's got a shot on. Ryan Loft's a fucking centre forward and he's eight yards out with a shot on goal and tries to play it through to someone. What is that when when he rifled it with his left foot? No, that's the first half where he's got the ball, he's cut inside the box, he's in the box and he's looking at goal. Instead of shooting, he tries to play one through to Josh Thomas that the goalie just comes out and picks up. No, I don't remember that one. Do you what? remember that one, Andy? Um, second half? No, first half in front of the Cheltenham fans. We kicked towards the Cheltenham fans in the second half. Oh, it was second half then, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just poor decision making, wasn't it? All day. That um, one loft felt like he had, um, you know, it just opened up for him. Yeah, that's the one. Opened up <laughs> yeah. for him. He got a shot one on one with the goalie and tried to play Josh Thomason. Then Uchi had a similar one where he just seems to just take forever to get his shot away as well. Mm. Almost yeah. the same position. But yeah, we'll come back to you in a minute, Andy. I just want to see if you remember that one. Johnny, carry on. Yeah. I, I, I defended Loft because I think he has he's, he's unduly given shit from from fans because, like I say, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's any better or worse than Uchi. Um, but he seems to be treated a little differently. He, he wasn't. He wasn't good today. He wasn't good. Like he didn't put the ball in enough. Early doors, we played one into him. He touched him really nicely. He was getting amongst it, and then he he just drifted out of it. And I just can't see how we get the best out of him because I remember when he came Vale with Bristol Rovers, for example, and he ran pretty much the length of the half and scored quite a nice goal really wasn't it let's let's yeah, be honest um, but if you if you put that picture of that Ryan Loft that day compared to the Ryan Loft we've got I don't know how he gets there don't he, he looks he looks big he looks cumbersome he looks like he's probably carrying a bit more weight than he was carrying at that point and I don't understand it I don't I don't get it because he can't. He doesn't head the ball. Like he doesn't really jump. He does that sort of thing, and Ooch is guilty of it, where he kind of lifts his tiptoes up a little bit, so it looks like he's jumping for it, but he never really gets up off the ground. And it's just, yeah, it was just. It's not good. It's not not good, and it's, it's not the answer to how are we going to score goals. But I think we've got to. As fans, we've got to accept that that's that, that, that they are the options at the minute. So, kind of try and not get on his back too much before the game um, and whatnot. But today just wasn't good enough, was it? It was. It, it just really wasn't good enough, and it was a it was a three again for for him. I just thought he's he's the experienced one of the two. He's he's got to help out Josh a little bit, and it just. I suppose what I'm going to say is is factually correct because they haven't. But it looks like he never played with Thomas before ever. Like they just didn't didn't seem to know what each other were going to do. And I know they haven't, but surely we were trained that way. Well, I bloody hope we've trained that way in the last couple of days. I'm not convinced we've trained. I'll be honest, watching that. Andy, your thoughts on Loft? I thought it was absolutely dreadful. And you know, this isn't necessarily siding with with Uchi or anything I thought he was dreadful as well but um I I don't necessarily blame him I just don't think he was the right player that we should have signed in the first place I felt he was a bit league two and I've not seen anything to convince me that he's sort of quite up to, to League One. I don't think he, you know, he, he's, he's poor in the air at the moment. He doesn't seem to read any balls in the air that are coming anywhere near him. His touch is poor. He bounces off him. Um, he doesn't seem to 
read what's going on. It it just seems either not very much fit or just not a very good footballer at the moment. And I don't think he's. I I don't. That wasn't meant to sound as bad as it was, but um, I I just I I just think if if that if that is what we've sent, spent all summer identifying and, and that's your big number nine to replace Ellis Harrison then then we're in trouble we, we you know we th- th- this is where I do have some sympathy with Andy Crosby because you look at the the, the plays he's had signed for him and and if if Andy Crosby's identified him or or said green green lit the Ryan Loft signing then you know he has to take some of the he has to take some of the responsibility for that. But if, if he's had him bought for him or if, if everything else has, has fallen through and that's what we've ended up having to sign as a last resort on deadline day, then then is it any wonder we've got problems, really? You know, if, if anyone had said in April, May, after the retain list came out, that a strikers would, at this point in the start of November... Would be Ryan Loft, Uchik Pezu, um, and uh, an injured James Wilson who's come back. You'd, and Josh Thomas. Yeah, you'd, you'd you'd wonder what the hell had gone on, and, and yet here we are. And so it's I I don't I, I genuinely don't know what what we we think we're trying to do up top. You know, I don't really see what we think or how we think we we can score a goal. What 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 the plan is, and I, I just don't I just don't really see what what we're trying to do with with the forwards that we've signed. Hmm. No one else played more than four to five minutes, so we haven't got to go into them. But Johnny, the big talking point that people will probably want to talk about, and if I'm trying to defend Crosby here. Oli Arblaster on the bench. He's been never present so far this season. But on the bench today, gone in for 15 minutes. Best player of the season so far. Yeah, for me, madness. Like, and I, I get we'll we'll throw sports science and all that right at it sort of thing. But he's an 18-year-old kid. Like, unless unless he's carrying a knock, and if he is, why why even put him on the pitch at all? Like, it just beggars belief. I say it all the time. You start your best 11 players, and then if you have to, rotate them that way. Like, if you can only do 45, I'd prefer him to do the first 45 and get us in control of a game. And, like, you you can't win a game at half-time. But if we go in half-time 2-0, you're going to fancy yourself in most games then to to go and see it out, aren't you? But it's just, I, I I just don't understand this. I don't don't get the Arblaster thing. I don't, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It's confusing. It's it's annoying. The the fact that do I think the result would have changed with Ollie on the pitch? No, not really. But I think you feel like you've got more chance with him on the pitch. Yeah, you definitely do. And I've got the Football League show and some of the penalties being given today, Josh Thomas's was, if that's the standard. Um, Johnny, let's move on. Let's have a quick chat. 
it gets easier because on Tuesday we've got the only side in England that hasn't lost a game of football in any competition yet. Yeah. Yeah. One well, minute. I bet you're glad you didn't be any now. Cup game means fuck all, does it? Do you know what I mean? Was <laughs> that the Ultravox um, <laughs> rejected lyrics? Yeah. There's. There you go. Oviana. Yeah. Look, I said, I said, I said, I said the other day. For me, I don't care about these two cup games if we're not going to go and beat Cheltenham. So. <laughs> I find it odd to I find it odd to change my stance. I think Crosby needs it to save his job, but I don't I don't see for me how how it makes it more tenable. The next the, the next game that matters is the league game, and I, I get the, the finances behind it will dictate and like let's, let's beat Mansfield and beat Burton, and then people might be a bit more rosy and a bit more oh actually won two games on the bounce. That's lovely. Yeah, that is, and I don't want him go. In terms of like, I'm not fully against him, and I don't want him to succeed. Like you said earlier, Baz, you, you want to be proved wrong. But mm. I just think at the minute we're going to go up against a 74 foot Aidan Flint. They've got Bailey Cargill that always gives us fucking nightmares whenever we play against him. They've got a, a bunch of players that are just big, horrible bastards. And they've got a couple of nice footballers in there as well. Like, Huff's, as much as I don't like him, has put, put together an half-decent team at Mansfield. Like, you don't go 19 games, I think it is, without losing, do you? And be, and, and not have a bit about you. So, we're, we're going to be in for a torrid time, an absolute torrid time. Yeah, and I think, potentially, these could stuff us. And if they do, that's the end of Crosby. Yeah. Or it should be. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, it's hard to say he's got 90 minutes to save his job because obviously we don't know what Carol, Flip Cross, etc. are all thinking. But we could end up this week, lost the bottom of the league, lost to a League Two side, I don't care. I don't care where they are in League Two at the minute, but Worcester are League Two side and Worcester Burton again and be out to the FA Cup. And you kind of you kind of have to evaluate that and go, is that good enough? Because that then makes it eleven games without a win, is it? Mm. Yeah, we're on nine at the moment. I think I think it might be twelve actually, because I'll, I'll throw in the pizza trophy as well because we didn't win that. No, we drew in that. But we so, did win him, Sutton, and oh, that was, yeah, Sutton. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, Sutton was in normal time, wasn't it? Didn't go to penalties, yeah. Sutton. No. But, yeah, but no, Joe scored that screaming, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, you, you're going back to the 16th of September for his last league win, which was 1 0 against Northampton. Yeah, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's just, it's difficult at the minute. It, it's because we didn't play bad against Stevenage. For me, we didn't play bad against. Um, Peter Bray, we, we we've been in pretty much every game. It's just days like today kind of make you think. Well, we're doing all that. We've done all that. We've then gone. Fuck, that's not been working. Let's go to Plan B. 
And plan B is just a variation of plan A. But for me, a plan a plan B that hasn't worked all season, because when we throw two men on up front the last few weeks, it just hasn't worked. So I don't I, I don't know what to think. I just think the Mansfield one's just I'll be honest, I'm so glad not to be there and potentially probably not gonna have the chance to watch it because it's not usually on TV or anything. So um yeah. Well um we'll see. But I I can't see anything but a stuffing like you say. I think I don't think Crosby loses his job if we go out 2-1 at Mansfield, 1-0 at Mansfield, and we play okay. I think if we lose 4-0, then serious questions have got to be asked now. And I don't think Carroll or Flickcroft will be looking to sack him at this point. And like I say, I want him to succeed. Sometimes with a manager like Jim Gannon and that, you got to the point where you wanted him to fail, didn't you? And that sounds strange when it's your own club. I'm not that I want Crosby fail. I want him to come out and prove me wrong. I really do. At this moment in time, I can't see it. But one question for you, Johnny, Andy, I don't know. Who makes the decision on Crosby being sacked if we were to sack him? Because Flickcroft is in charge of everything to do with football. However, it won't be Flickcroft's money that's used to pay him off if we choose to let him go. Well, it'll be Flickcroft's budget, won't it? Will it or will Carroll go, here's the money, pay him off. Is there anything left in that budget? Have we spent it? Well, I suppose, I suppose you've got to look at it. We, we've... Since we spent, we we've got the, the money in for the two kids and stuff like that. There's, there's got this. We're not skinned. So. No, I, no. I, depends on. I mean. And, and I'd imagine it's a joint decision. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the terms of the contract. Are there any uh, early release clause, not uh, break clauses, triggers, anything like that? Eight, nine games without a win. Does that does that trigger something? Um, payout wise, we don't know. Um, if 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 we were sacking the second manager in the space of six months, then as director of football, I'd be looking in the mirror and saying, "Have I have I been doing my job correctly?" Because we've it's it's. If you pull if you pull the plug on someone you've just appointed, and and you think that person's the right man at that time, and and you've had to say, I've I've made a mistake here, then possibly you've got to ask questions about yourself, haven't you? Does that not show good leadership though? <laughs> it, it could do, but ultimately, I mean, we've we've <sighs> we've gone for Andy Crosby because he was there. You know, would we have headhunted him if if he hadn't have already been caretaker? I mean, it was, it was always his job to. You know, he, he would have had to have had a pretty horrendous caretaker manager for the spell for the four games at the end of the season after Clark was sacked to to have not got the job permanently. I we've we've not looked beyond him. Going back to April, we were never looking past him to get the manager's job on a permanent basis. So if if that's turned out to be the wrong thing, you know, you've got to ask yourself if if you're the director of football, have I have I got this one badly wrong? Have I backed him correctly? Um, what what lessons are there to be learned? You know, it's not necessarily you know, do I resign? It's it's, it's 
what have I done that I could have done better to support him and make make a success of it? Uh, or or do you just say that you know he he hasn't fulfilled the potential that he he had? I, I don't know. It, it, there were there were lots of other questions as well about the type of manager he is. You know, is he a manager? Is he a head coach? Do we need to go down more of a um, more of a manager route? You know, do we need someone who's a bit more of a a figurehead, a bit more of a a, a leader, an old fashioned sort of galvanizing manager type? rather than someone who's very sort of technically good as a coach, but maybe not a, a, a man manager. You know, there's all these things that we need to look at. But if you're pulling the trigger on two managers in six months, then you've, you've got to look at yourself. I can You can spin it any way you want. And I can see both sides of that argument. And I really can. For me, I think it does show good leadership. I think if he can then go, do you know what? We thought he was the right man for the job. He's not. Let's make a change. I'd prefer him do that than be stubborn and go, Christ, I can't sack him because it looks bad on me. But, as I say, I think it's a be a joint decision. And I honestly don't see that decision being made at this moment in time. I think Crosby will be in charge for Tuesday 100%. And I think it takes an absolute battering on Tuesday for that change before the Burton game. And the worrying thing is we haven't got a league game now, John, until the 11th of November. So we've got a long time to stew on this as far as the league form goes. And then yeah. we've got one of the worst places you can possibly go to. One of the, you know, the Lincoln have got a decent home record, haven't they? And for anyone that wants to go Lincoln, I believe there's a lovely cathedral if you want to spend your afternoon having a look around there. I had a weekend away in Lincoln recently. It's lovely. Yeah. Taco Bell brilliant. near the ground. There is a Taco Bell near the ground. There's a lovely, lovely Corey House in town as well. So I can remember. Yeah. But yeah, I don't get the feeling. I, I know you say you're not quite sort of you're wanting us to lose to get a manager. I'm just not getting the feeling we're quite there where I was when, say, when Askey was maybe you knew the game was up with Askey and it felt as though it got dragged out a little bit too long near the end. And I don't get that feeling where you're just feeling just, just we need a, a hammer in to put us out of a misery and before Mansfield away when we lost 4-0. And I think Carol obviously has been through a lot since she's took on the club. I think when Carol feels it's the right time, it will happen. I think she knows that she hung on too long with Askey. And I think as and when she feels the right time to go, she'll do it. We've got trust her. She's done well for the club so far. She took her from the bottom end of League 2 to, well, at the moment, bottom end of League 1, but it's still a division higher. We've got trust and leadership, and I think she's earned that. It's her decision. It's her money at the end of the day that will dictate whether he stays or goes in her decision-making, and I trust her to make that decision. Where I'm at is I think today Crosby has lost a lot more of the fan base, and when you lose a fan base, it's hard to win him back. I think I get what you're saying with it's hard to win him back, but we beat Mansfield Tuesday. You'd probably win half of them back. You know what I mean? Like, I think football's fickle. I think it depends how you do it. And I don't think you're winning back that quick. I think he needs to go on a run now of three, four, five games of some real good... I'm not saying win three, four, five games on the spin, but you've got to go three, four, five games and show that, do you know what, actually, we have got a game plan. We can score goals. We can threat to, cause a threat to teams because I didn't see us as a threat today at all. And they've conceded a shitload of goals. Yeah, we've got... You've got to consider a lot of that was before 
before the new manager come in as well. So there is, you, you know, that when Clark come in with us, he made us he made it difficult to beat quite easily. Mm. Like there wasn't there was no change in personnel, was there? Like he, he made us he made it difficult to beat quite quite quickly. So it's, it's no surprise. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just think that like for me at the moment. Couple, couple, couple of good results in the cup don't mask what's gone on. Nope. And a couple of bad results probably will also they have a bit, of, they have a bit more sway to it than than a couple of good results for me. Because like your league's your bread and butter, and we just haven't we haven't done good enough in the league for near on two and a half months now. No, and as you say, a couple of good results in the cup, but then. If you go and lose at Lincoln and the teams below you win, you're potentially a point above the drop. If, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the most fail thing we could do is go and win on Tuesday night because from absolutely nowhere we could go and sort of end up winning something like 4-1 or something. And then we're in the hat. We get a decent draw uh, in the quarterfinals and then it's a very different mood around the club you know we could get somebody massively get a massive tie and and then all of a sudden the, the mood's completely different or, or conversely it could be that we get absolutely hammered and that away end is is toxic it's like Accrington or something like that and and something like that Crosby probably won't survive I think it's massive Tuesday as now after today. And today was the one. Tuesday's now massive. Johnny, take it away. It's twenty to eleven. Yeah, I think I think the, the key is we we kind of touched on it, and it's a big game. So we're starting eleven. What would you go with, Andy? It's a cup game, isn't it? So I've got absolutely no idea. I hope we just play the start. The, Crosby's got to play strongest eleven for me that's available. Because his job's on the line, he's he's um, he's rested our blaster. So I'd imagine he'd come in alongside Funzo. I'd play um, I'd play low if he's fit, Cass if not, Smith in the middle. Um, I'd shoehorn Deborah in the, in the left of the three. Uh, don't care if he doesn't want to play there. That's tough. Um, <sighs> Wing backs, he's going to have to be Sang and Plant again, I suppose, and just got to hope that they do a bit better than they did today. Um, Funzo, Arblaster, um, I'd play Chislet. I don't know if Garrity's going to be fit, so probably Divine. Uh, and then um, Toss a coin out of Uchi or Loft. We don't actually know. Well, I don't know if Loft's cup tied, and I don't know whether he's played a game in this for Bristol. Very valid point. Maybe that's something you, <laughs> something to think about. Mm. He didn't play many for Bristol, did he? So no, we didn't. To Bristol, uh, uh, let's let's have a look. Actually, you can talk. I'll you have a look, Johnny. What's your team? I I don't know. I'll be honest. I I, I haven't got a clue at the minute. I think you you look at what the question. I suppose the question is. You look at what I do compared to what Crosby's going to do. Yeah. I think 
I think he guarantees the the two wing backs from today almost start. Um, Garrity and Lowe apparently felt something yesterday after tra- after training, so that's that's where they're at. So is that a precautionary tale of we need them for Tuesday? Listening to Crosby's interview, it sounded precautionary, but you never know how much of that's mind games and how much is the truth. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's it. That's an interesting one. Whether any either of them can come and make a difference, I think we've got to revert back to one up front. And I know that not many fans will 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 care for care for me saying that, but we we've got to be solid against these. We've we've got we've got to be. We've got to find a way of getting a bit more height height on the pitch. So if Garrity's fit, Garrity's got to play because he's decent in the air. He's He's going to help us out, sort of thing. So yeah, there's there's lots of ifs, but I'm still in the camp of we need to get more, more, more square pegs in square holes. So and I still think formation changes should should be on the cards. Um, and I don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as some people would think about in terms of. Oh no, we've we've not we've not played X, Y, and Z formation. Everyone's played a back four at some stage, so it's not like not asking them go. Oh, actually, we're going to change from a a back five to a to a one at the back and do something continentally and funky. It's the case of let's just go through a solid four, and even if we have to kind of play four centre halves across there, let's let's kind of do it and just be, be difficult to beat. Mm. Who's he left back if we do that? Uh, you. Yeah, you want to fancy game. I'm I'm retired, mate. Uh, um, I'd break the record if I played. I'd be older than Alan Oakes when he played against Plymouth or wherever it was in the 80s. Um, I've checked, by the way, Ryan Loft was an unused sub when Bristol Rovers got knocked out in the first round. Right, does that mean he it's tied because he's been named or not? Cause I think it doesn't mean he's... Yeah, I don't think he's tied if you don't yeah. come on the pitch. Fair enough. But, but yeah, it's just... I mean, I could see Cass being a, a right-back, potentially. Yeah. I could see there's quite a few players who could slot in at right-back. Yeah, just, like we could, couldn't see if he's fit. Who's who's a left-back? And there's no, there's no real standout left-back, left really, is there? I mean... I'd have Once, to see Jason Logo. I'd have to see Jason Logo left back. Yeah, I think he, I would. he could. He could probably. Yeah, he could probably do that. He could manage that. Uh, yeah, if, if the squad was big enough after today, I'd probably leave about nine players back. I think Yakovic is massive when he comes back in. I don't know if he can get back fit in time for Crosby to save his job, but he's he's a big he's a big player for us when he's fit and he's he's back in the team. Hmm. Fair enough. So yeah, go on then, Pez. Hit it with abtimings.com. You wanted to say something about Amelia. Abtimings.com. Madeley Off Marathon signed up. So thank you very much for Andy. He had his ticket today in the box. Was the only one signed up. So if you can get yourselves signed up for the Madeley Off Marathon, I know there's a few runners that listen. Dom from Manchester, get yourself over for the weekend for Madeley. Gibbsies, Pete, Lou, get yourself signed up. Ian and Phil Sloss, get yourself signed up. And anyone else cursed, that can be your first half since having baby. Um, 
a message today from Nathan and real nice message today up Bezzy. Didn't get a chance to speak to you at Park Run today, but you've given me the drive to run Maidley off. I've started running. Thanks. Uh, just wanted to say thank you for giving me the idea. Um, had a good run today, broke his PB. And can I give his lady a shout out? She loves the pod. So, Annie, Anna Lewis, if you're married, if you're not, Anna Summit else, there's your shout out. So, yeah, Maidley <laughs> off Marathon, get yourself signed up over Navy time to come. It's April next year. So even if you're not a runner at the moment, it gives yourself plenty of time to get trained up for the half marathon. And four weeks today, I'll be doing the Benidorm half, which I'll set up a Just Giving page this week to raise money for the John Rudd statue. And then when I finish, Johnny and Simcots can chuck their 50 quid each. Yeah, when, when, you, when, you, when you get out of the pub. I'm running that and I'm going to run it. Simcox said I got run it as a full kit wanker. So... One thing we haven't said is what a lovely shirt come out yesterday. I absolutely loved it. I've been and got it. I'll get the full kit of that one. I'll run it in that shirt. Feels apt as one, it's a lovely shirt. And two, it's for the foundation. It's for the community. I'm raising money for Rudge community. So I should run it in that kit. Full kit, wank it. The Benidorm all four weeks today. It will just be a case of getting round. I'm not targeting the time. I just want to finish. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, like you say, it's been bullied into it, but yeah, and it will hurt. Yeah, I will cry. Oh, I think I pictured a picture of tears. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll. Um, I'm sure people will donate more. Possibly the could be you tears full time. The only positive is I miss Shrewsbury away while I'm in Benidorm. Yeah. Well, that and Andy's sharing the uh, the video pod after that, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. We'll um we'll be able we'll be able to watch that from uh, I'll be in Hamburg, you'll be in you'll be in Benidorm, so we'll be able we'll be able to watch that and, and see what we think. Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. So yeah, avtiming.com, get yourselves over there, sign up for the Maybe Off or other races that he's got available. Um Johnny, time of first goal, first goal scored, a full time score, manager still in a job by the game after yes or no, in that order. Um three minutes. Oof. Aidan Flint, four 0 Mansfield. Um, no. Yeah, Andy. I was going to say Lucas Aikens, but I've just had a look at um, their lineup today, and he went off after half an hour, so he might be injured. So, um, what's that lad who used to play for um, Old, Oldham, Oldham and oh. Burton? He's Keeler not there Dunn. anymore, is he? Keeler Dunn, he's at... Um, no, Keeler Dunn. Dunn's there. No, Keeler Dunn's there. Oh, he isn't. Yeah, he is. I'm thinking yeah. who's the one that went Gillingham Reese Hawkins. Hawkins went Gillingham as well, but I think Reese Oates also at Gillingham, I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Keeler Dunn, because he, he was he, he was a pain. He was, he was always a bit of a little shit, isn't he? But he, he, he was a pain uh, for when, when we struggled to be Oldham. That time in the promotion season, he was a bit of a thorn in the side. So, didn't score at it that day. Oh, and he definitely did he get, scored a goal that day. Did he? Did he stoop to score a header or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to get get their first goal anyway. I'm going to say 18. And full time score. Nil three. Across the on the job by Burton. I wouldn't. Put my mortgage on it. Have you got a mortgage? Not currently. There we go. Well, can you sort me out with one? 
yeah, no problem. Give us a shout, so. I'll get you. Just looking at their line, they've got some bloody good players, haven't they? Keeler's on, yeah. as you say, Lewis Aikens, George Maris, Ollie Clark and midfield. On the bench today, Cargill, Will Swan, obviously, ex-Vale Loney. Say Aidan Flint to the back, Jordan Bowery on the score sheet today. Jordan Bowery's been right back, you know. Just... I know, and still scored. What, what's all that about? I don't know. But, but yeah, it's a Christy Pym and goal. I'm going George Maddy's first goal scorer. 12 minutes. We get thumped three, three or four nil. And if we do, if that's the result, I think Crosby has to be out of job by beating. It feels like the O is a good idea as well. Yeah. And as one of you said earlier, I can't remember which one. If we get thumped out of way, and I'd fully anticipate being toxic. Can I have a video? Can I have a video call at full time if so? Yeah. However, I'm sure we all, as we've said, we all want Crosby to do well. Obviously, we all want the club to do well. We all hope I'll take a scrappy, honourable one nil, and it goes in off Uch or Lofty's backside, and then we're in the quarterfinal. Oh, I take, I take, I take Christy Pimmon goal right now. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't need us or us for a goal. I want more than anything us us win this game. I think I'm not. I don't particularly care if the Crosby or not. It, it, it's Paul Vale. Do you know what I mean? Like it'll be there long before he's got long after he's gone. Yeah. So I don't give a shit about that. But I'm also a realist. <laughs> like I don't. We play if we play like we did today. There's there's no doubt about it. Because watch. Watched Mansfield the other week against Notts County, and Mansfield were fucking brilliant. Yeah, what I've seen on this year, the better than a lot of League One sides have seen. The, the, the other thing, the other thing is that they're a very they're they're set they're a set piece team, and yeah. that's and that's the other thing is like they're, they're they're very happy getting the ball in the corner, throwing it in the box, and having two, three, four people attack it. So. It's, it's 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 all angles sort of thing like I hate Clough like I've not made a secret of it. You, I told I told you for the playoff final how how much of a negative bastard he is and how much like I'd hate him at our club, but he's doing a really good job at the minute. So you you've got to respect that, but we've also got to go in with with absolutely no fear whatsoever. And I don't know how. I don't know how you instilled that in the players after today. Mm. Uh, the fear factor will be huge, won't it? We're well, yeah, rock you, bottom in terms of form and confidence. I don't think anybody really will want to go out there and make a mistake, but it'll just sort of, that'll be, you know, that'll, that'll be playing on everyone's mind. Sorry, go on. Well, that, well I was about to say, when you say that, that, that usually leads to more though, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and that's the, I think that's the, the concerning bit. I think we've got to try and instill that fear factor in them and say, look, it, it's going to be a big crowd. It's going to be a big away following. But just go and try and enjoy the occasion. But yeah. it's easier said than done, isn't it? And I suppose what you've got, to, what, what we've got to give Crosby a lot of credit for is arguably a bigger occasion than this. All the ex-players we've spoken to talk about that occasion, talk about what Crosby did before the game in terms of the family and stuff. And I don't expect that. You know what I mean, I don't expect him to go through all that sort of stuff. But 
maybe these discussions that we've had with players as they come through the door of what motivates you, maybe this is the time to, to talk about that again before and says, what actually motivates you, what, what's going to motivate you guys to go and win? Are you doing it for your, your wife, your daughter, your mother, your father, your, your sister, sisters, your brothers, whatever, like, and, and find that, I, I think arguably, I, I wouldn't, I'm not, I wouldn't care if one of the players turns around and goes, I, I'm doing it to earn as much money as I can so I can retire at 40. Like, I don't think that's, for me, I don't think that's a bad thing. If, if someone says that, and I, I get what some people might think, but whatever you're doing it for, as long as it motivates you, it doesn't matter, does it? And I think that's the sort of thing we now need to look at and go, how do we pick these players up off the floor? And, and go again so quickly against a team that's so that, 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 that's so in form that it's it was going to be hard going there even if we'd won the last like won, won today and got a pot like whatever so I don't know I yeah. suppose that's what he's been paid for now isn't it it says, it says this is where when the going gets tough that's as you say, what the hard books are paid for and he's got going in that and turn it round. And as we keep saying, we fully hope he does turn it round. We fully hope he's the bail manager in two years' time and it's because we've had a great two years. But he's, we've heard it, haven't we, with John Rush, the cup game saved his managerial career, was in Macclesfield, with um, Alex Ferguson, he was going to get sacked at United in the cup game. I think Norwich saved his managerial career. This is what Crosby could be looking at on Tuesday. And that puts a lot of pressure on him, a lot of pressure on the players. I'm sure the Vale fans that are going, as they always do, Super Vale away, will get right behind the team from the minute one. However, if it starts going bad, then it could get toxic. But they'll have the backing of the fans to start with. Let's go there. Let's put on a good performance. Let's hope that we can get a win one way or another. And as it's Super Vale away, if you decide that you'd rather go to the airport, give Andy PVFC's taxis a call and he'll take you to the airport and you can get on the plane to the furthest place away you want and hopefully get off the plane and find out we're in the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup. Yeah, I think, I think that's thing. So, that's just before we wrap it up, any, anything else from you? No, I just feel totally dejected and I can't see how we're getting out of it. I hope I'm wrong and I hope Tuesday is the start of the climb back. Andy, what about you? Any 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 final closing thoughts that we've not touched on? That we've not touched. I think we've covered most things. It's just to sum up, it's just you can't see where our next goal's coming from, and that's never a good place to be in. Um, I want him to turn it around. I really do. Um, partly because I, I felt as though I went all in on on backing him as a really good manager not too long ago, uh, and. <laughs> I don't really want to be proved wrong at this point, but if you're going to be so devoid of ideas uh, to build up play, scoring goals, you're not going to win games of football. And ultimately, things have gone very sour very quickly. I don't like it, but at some point, something has to change. Hopefully it's with Andy Crosby, but... If if it doesn't change, then it then it won't be. Fair enough. Um, and yeah, I suppose, I suppose the big thing is we're we're, we're done in time for the, the Titan Fury fight. Um, yeah. First, you'll get you get a chance to to watch that in peace. 
and then yeah. go have go have a nice little lie in. You reffing tomorrow morning? No, it's half term in it, so no football. What? It's half term, so there's no kids football, there's no league games. Is that real? I'm speechless. Yeah, the kids' games, they don't play children half term. You have half term off. So, yeah, no game. Maybe that's what happened down the Vale today. They thought it was half term, so they'd have the day off. I'm actually speechless that half term affects the football calendar. Mm-hmm. It does. Okay. Wow. So, no, lying in the morning, then out for a 10k. Going to do 6.1 mile in the morning. 6.1 mile. So, is that, yeah. half, is that half of your half marathon? Nearly not quite. Half marathon's 13.1. 13.1. How close yeah. to that 13 are you going to be before Ben Jones, then? Not very. Not very? No, not at all. Are you planning on trying an half marathon before you go, or are you just going to do the... Uh, no, I'll, I'll try get a 10-miler in before I go. Fair enough. I'm away again for work this week. I'll be at Mansfield Tuesday, and then I'm in... Geordie Land, well, the northeast. I'm in Newcastle, Sunderland, Middlesbrough area. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So Thursday, I might do an eight miler up and down the front in Sunderland. So if anyone's no. in Sunderland and you see a little fat blob running up and down the front, it's me. Are you going to run in your veil top as well so you can practice? So no. you know oh, I, I think you should because you need, you need to know if you need some nipple tape. I probably will need some nipple tape. Because, yeah, six that them, them, them badges normally chafe, don't they? Yeah, they do, and then I might need some nipple clamps for the night after. Well, whatever you do in your spare time with Vicky is your own choice. <laughs> so. On that note, leaving that thought <laughs> in the viewers' heads. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, Johnny's bar will be open at the weekend, so yeah, get yourself down next weekend from Thursday. Is it? Yeah, Thursday. Open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday next weekend. Get yourselves down. Enjoy your pint. It's got Sky Sports in there so you can watch the football. Lovely stuff. Um, the dominoes. Has he got a set? Just, just one? Do you know? We might have two sets. I don't know. There you go. But yeah, until in, until then, um, Bez will be back Wednesday, Wednesday with yeah. others joining me to, to review, hopefully... A brilliant day and one step closer to the to the European tour being back on the cards. Um, fingers crossed. And yeah, and then we'll I'll send over if I get the chance to to, to find it anywhere. I'll, I'll send over some thoughts and feelings so that Matt Goodwin's um, player ratings don't get affected too much. I know it gets a bit touchy when they're not not from me. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll be back after the weekend. Hopefully, um, if if we lose next Saturday, I don't know if I will be. I think I might just get, hold myself away for a, for a couple of days because she was overexcitable the first time this season. Um, I don't know if two in the space of a month is is going to do anyone any good. So if, so if anyone's got a spare room or anything going, then give us a shout for that if the worst does happen. Um, but yeah, have an ale and up with ale. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. 
That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So, it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.